I'm Haley Kirk, and this is Healing with Haley, Episode 2, My Partner is Supposed to Meet My Needs. Is that true? Is it possible that they were the cause of your own suffering? Are you thinking thoughts that are preventing you from taking your life to the next level? My name is Haley Kirk. I'm a life coach, mom, entrepreneur, fierce friend, here to show you how to be the hero of your story. Welcome, welcome. I can't believe this is Episode 2. Oh. It's like a budding rose, a budding sunflower. Sunflowers are my favorite flowers. Love them, love them, love them. My dad one time, it was like a church activity, and the dads were supposed to write a poem about their daughters and and what kind of flower they symbolized. And everyone's dads were like tulips, roses, daisies. My dad did something so original, and it was a sunflower. And he was like... I literally ask him about this all the time. I'm like, can you find me that poem? But it's okay. I'll just keep the memory of it. So he was like, you know, the seeds of the sunflower are useful. Like we use them for oil. They're so utilitarian. Um, you know, they always point towards the sun. Um, you know, Haley's always, always full of sunshine. She's very light. And, you know, they're the strongest flower. And Haley's emotionally and physically so strong and he just he had all these beautiful things to say about sunflowers so enough about sunflowers let's move on are our partners supposed to meet our needs is that true well see there's david gottman there's all these you know the five love languages right there's all these ideas in the world in our environment all this conditioning right we have all these like only fools fall in love, you know, love hurts, love's painful. We have all these thoughts about what love should be. And you know something interesting about science too. Science does not prove things to be true. There's scientific truths, right? Like the world is round, is round. And when people used to think it was flat, that's scientific truth. There's substantial evidence to prove it. But just because there's like some evidence doesn't always make that true, right? Think about like court cases. There have been people who've been put in jail who were totally innocent, and but there was evidence against them, right? And then they get extradited. They get out of prison. They were able to be proven with more evidence that they were more, they were, tr- they were innocent. They, there was truth to their innocence, right? So I just think it's amazing that sometimes there's science or, you know, studies that come out and say this, but you know, it's actually the, the interpretation of the data where I think there comes a lot of bias in science, right? You don't have to believe that that is true, right? That your partner's supposed to meet your needs. They're supposed to give you quality time, you know, or, or all this like, you know, they're supposed to be compromised. They're supposed to want to go to the couples therapy, right? Like there's all this bull crap that's going out there. And I'm calling bull crap because it doesn't have, to, that doesn't have to be the reality, right? We're making things mean things that aren't true. For example, I remember I had, I had done therapy and my therapist was in, had literally said word for word, do you really want a partner who doesn't want to do couples therapy with you? What she's making that mean is that if your partner, well, this is the interpretation I got. She didn't say this word for word. If my partner doesn't do 
couples therapy, that means they don't love me. That's not true. And it also doesn't mean I have to come to that conclusion of if if they don't want to do couples therapy, would I want to be in a relationship with them? It, it doesn't have to be that catastrophic, right? Or that big of a dilemma, right? I can change my man or partner without changing my partner. All I have to do is change the thoughts about them, right? So if my partner doesn't want to go to couples therapy, then I am grateful that they told me the truth. They're living in their integrity. They're not making me waste my time, my money, my energy, my resources to do something that they are not going to show up as their best self, right? They could they could totally say that they'll do it when they don't want to, therefore forcing them to do something they don't want to do. And then what does what does that give me, right? Resentment. Resentment. I don't I don't want anyone to give me anything they don't want. Why? Because it feels gross. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when someone's like, oh, here you go. No, I want something like, oh my gosh, I I I want to give this to you. I love, I love this for you. This makes me so happy to do this for you. That's what I want. Right? So guess what? It's good news. We don't have to change our partner. Woohoo. Right? <laughs> We can make requests all day long, right? We can say, hey, I like getting, like my last message, right? I like getting good morning kisses. Can you kiss me in the morning? No, sorry, that the morning's really stressful for me. I can't, I can't do kisses in the morning. Okay, then I'll kiss myself in the morning, right? <laughs> because, right, last, last, episode, we talked about how we are love. When we seek love, approval, or appreciation, we're losing the awareness of it. And Byron Katie, I love this one. She she says, if I had a prayer, it would be this. She's non-secular. It would be, God spare me from the desire to seek love, approval, or appreciation and to find it in myself. Amen. Wow. Amazing, right? Because here's the thing. My, my qualm with any, any modality or book or therapy or whatever, right? Whatever method that tells me I need to change my partner or I need this from my partner, it takes away my power. It takes away the power that I have to paint my reality beautifully, right? The reality is I can't control people. It is my responsibility to meet my needs. And I just love this. Let me try and persuade you, right? I don't, I'm not telling you that what you believe is wrong. I'm just giving you another option to believe. I'm giving you another idea that might serve you better than thinking that your partner has to meet your needs. You can keep doing it. You can keep living that way. And I will love you right? I will love you because you're choosing to do that. Here's an alternative. Here's probably a different way that might serve you better, right? Okay, here's this. When we look back at our first crushes or rock star loves, it's possible to see that the person you adored had nothing to do with it. Years later, you can meet that person, stare all you want, and wonder what you saw in them. You would have done anything to be with that person, And now you're grateful they didn't even notice you. 
If the love isn't coming from another person, who does that leave? You. You gave yourself that experience. It was you who felt the wonder and excitement. Someone held up a mirror and showed you your heart. There are those who say a crush is a delusion, that it isn't real because it all came from you. Or the crush is just as real as any experience you will ever have. You just made a mistake about where the joy was coming from. The source wasn't from Leonardo DiCaprio when you had your crush. You found your way back to the girl doing cartwheels for herself. Um, That part about the cartwheels doing, uh, doing cartwheels for herself. She talks about how there's like a little girl on the playground and she's just playing monkey bars, you know, throwing dirt in the air. I'm, I'm adding some flavors. But um, then all of a sudden she does a cartwheel and she just keeps going along and they're like, whoa, you know, all the children and teachers like, oh my gosh, you did a cartwheel. And so she gained praise. She gained attention. She gained love. Right. And then she's like, oh my gosh, like she was loving doing the cartwheels and the playing all on her own. And then she got attention and then she got love and appreciation. And so then she thought in her head, oh, I like that. That feels good. Let me do more cartwheels. When before she was doing cartwheels just for herself, right? This is where this idea is coming from. So if you act from fear, there is no way to receive love because you are trapped in a thought of what you have to do for love. You don't have to do anything for love. When we're trying to do, sometimes, a lot of times, we'll try to get what we want from someone that they don't want to give. And that's manipulation. And manipulation is separation and separation is painful. It was all an innocent misunderstanding. You were like a needy child. When you can love that child and embrace that child, the seeking is over. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love, I just love everything she says. <laughs> Nothing that comes out of her mouth. I'm like, mm. for me, um, Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic or Orlando Bloom um, when he played Legolas in Lord of the Rings. Yes, very handsome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just think about your crush, right? Like your high, your high school crush, middle school crush, elementary crush, right? All of that came from you. Someone held up a mirror and showed you your heart. Oh, I love that part. I love that part so much because it just goes to show that there's so much love within ourselves, right? Like I remember all my crushes and I was just, I was goo goo gaga for all of them, right? And it makes me think about, you know, my life coach. Um, she told a story, her name's Jody Moore. She told a story about, well, she, she made a point about pets, right? Pets, what do they do for us? Nothing. <laughs> They do diddly squat and we do so much for them. We buy their dog food, cat food, bird food, whatever. We clean their cages, their kennels, their pee-pee poo-poo. We feed them, we bathe them, we groom them, we walk them, we pick up their poop. And I already said that twice. Yeah, I hate that part. I really hate that part. Um, You know, we buy them toys, buy them beds. Do they buy us anything? You know what I mean? Like dogs and any animal, just they don't do things for us, right? Why can't we love our partners the way we love our pets? No expectations. None. That one deserves a deep breath. (laughs) I just got distracted. I apologize. So I also, so, okay, I remember. What about sexual needs, right? 
How am I supposed to fulfill my sexual needs? That's what my partner, that's what the partner's for. Let me, allow me to change your mind. I'm upset with my girlfriend because she won't give me sex. This is from the book, I Need Your Love, Is That True? Byron is talking with um, the boyfriend, right? What do you want from sex? Byron asks. Orgasm and connection. Let's look at these one at a time. You want her to give you orgasm. Is that true? He says, yes. She says, an orgasm is what you get from your ecstasy. It's where your ecstasy comes from. And you're making her responsible for your ecstasy so that you don't have to be responsible. Do you want her to give you an orgasm? Is that true? Maybe not when you look at it that way, he says. Wanting an orgasm keeps you from it. When you're supposed to have it, it will be there. If an orgasm is really what you want, oh, I'm sorry. If an orgasm is really what you wanted, you'd be masturbating. And I know that's not the same for you. It's your mind that wants the orgasm and for her to play her role in it. Without the thought, where is the want? Where is the need? There's just you, perfectly satisfied. And that could look like sex or not. Without the stressful thought that separates us, there is only one mind. Bodies can't be connected. You can only connect with your own mind. Connection can only be made from inside you. Now, that, wow, that is amazing. I completely agree that if we are truly wanting connection, what connects us is our thoughts about the people in our lives, right? If we want to connect with, we, we can have relationships with anything, right? Like our computers, our cars, you know, people who've passed, we can have relationships with them. And it's all by the thoughts that we think about them. It's amazing. It's amazing the power of a thought. When I think, you know, I'm thinking for this guy. If this guy thinks my girlfriend is supposed to give me sex, it's so interesting, right? Like when we are like, give me sex, give me, give me, give me. And um, it just, it, it, it feels demanding. Like we don't want to give something to someone when it's like demanded. But when it's like, there's not really like an expectation for it. It's like, it's like, oh, like, what can I do for you? Right? It almost has that kind of flavor. So I want to leave you with this, these thoughts. What if our partners are not supposed to meet our needs? What if we are supposed to meet our needs? That includes sexual needs, right? We can ask our partners, you know, hey, you know, are you, are you in the mood? I'd, I'd want to have sex with you. And if they say yes or no, either way, if they say yes or no, you are fulfilled. You have everything you need, right? And what what's the worst case scenario? An unmet desire, right? An unmet urge. Just like chocolate, right? Or or burgers or fries or it's just an unmet urge, an unmet, like an itch, right? And it's uncomfortable. The worst thing that could happen to us is negative emotion. The worst thing that can happen to us is negative emotion. And, you know, negative, right? I think all emotions are very beautiful. It's what keeps us like healthy humans, right? Because if we didn't have uncomfortable emotions, we'd be like psychopaths, right? So with that said, open your mind because an open mind creates an open heart and ask yourself, is it true? Is it true that my partner is supposed to meet my needs? Who would I be without that thought? How do I react when I think that my partner is supposed to meet my needs? Because the truth is I'm arguing with reality. <laughs> Partners 
make mistakes. Partners fall short. We are all human. We're not always going to want to meet your needs, right? We got a lot going on in our lives. What if I met my own needs? How much happier would I be? I'm going to tell a quick story and we're done. On Valentine's, um, in my previous marriage, on Valentine's, I asked my partner, I said, hey, where are my Valentine's? Because <laughs> he didn't get anything, right? He, no, he's just like, happy Valentine's. And I was like, what? Where's my flowers? Where's my card? Where's my chocolates, right? And so the next day, he gets all those things for me. Still wasn't good enough. Why? Because of the thoughts in my head. I love holidays. I love being festive. I love Valentine's Day. I love all of them. I love St. Patrick's Day. I love Cinco de Mayo. I love the Chinese New Year, the Lunar New Year. I love all of the holidays. I love them. I'm just a festive person. I, I'm, I like to be giving, right? And I personally like surprises as well. But when it doesn't come from the person, it doesn't feel good. It feels very forced in a way. And it's like, ugh not how I wanted it you know it's like it didn't come from you and you can make requests and they can do those things for you right um but I made a big stink about it you know I got very manipulative right and passive aggressive so that I would get what I want and then I got what I wanted and guess what it still wasn't what I wanted (laughs) it wasn't what I needed right we don't need flowers Cards, chocolates, hugs, words of affirmations, acts of service. We don't need those things. I'd, I'd argue what we, sh- what we might want to cultivate is the most beautiful love story, which is the one you have with yourself in your thoughts. Because then if we can cultivate that and, and harness our minds, be the gatekeepers, like Tony Robbins says, of our minds, then everything is bliss. Everything's beautiful. Everything is figureoutable. Marie Forleo. Um, I want to leave that with you guys. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that these thoughts um, will serve you. Because I, th- I don't think the thought that my partner's supposed to meet my needs is a serving thought. You guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for staying tuned. Um, in the show notes, I'm going to leave information about how you can... Um, further get coaching from me. I would love to be your life coach. If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your life coach and help you through this amazing, crazy life journey. All right, you guys, take care. Have a good day. If you're looking to change your life in 2024, look no further. I have a coaching program built just for you. Each month, we will dive deep into limiting belief systems, thought patterns, habits, and so much more to take your life to a dream reality. Sign up for my 12-month coaching program before spots fill up. I'm only taking 15 clients who are serious about taking massive action towards their dream life. I'll see you in the program.